0: Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about speaking in tongues. Our prayer lives go to a whole new level when we access and utilize our heavenly language. Today, I'm excited to welcome my friend and guest, Michael, as we dig in deep into the topic of speaking in tongues. He leads a college ministry at UNC where he disciples students, and he has great insight when it comes to this topic of praying in the Spirit. Hey there, Michael. Good to see you. Hey, Leah. How are you?
1: I'm doing well.
0: Thank you, bro, for being on today.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: When I was praying about this topic in this episode, I felt like the Holy Spirit was bringing you, Michael, to mind. I know praying in the Spirit is a huge part of your daily walk, but we weren't raised the same, you know, where speaking in tongues was something that was very familiar to me. You were brought up very differently and from a family of non-believers. Yeah. So I would love for you to share your story with us. How did you come to be filled with the Holy Spirit with the power of speaking in tongues?
1: Yeah, definitely. I would love to. I met Jesus my senior year of high school, so this was in 2007 and everything really was new to me uh, when I became a Christian, but really thankful because the power of Jesus's love really transformed my life and as I began to walk with God, really began to just read the scriptures. And during my first year of college, I came across some of the passages in First Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, and really began to be intrigued about spiritual gifts and speaking in tongues. It wasn't something that was common or talked about uh, within some, some of the settings that I was in. Uh, but I remember going on a journey where for about four months or so, I began to just pray and ask God about the spiritual gifts. And really, there was a hunger, I believe, from the Holy Spirit to really pursue these things. And short story is after my freshman year finished, I was still seeking God about these gifts. And I remember. Uh, watching a few YouTube videos. uh, After my freshman year ended, I had moved off campus was in an apartment and remember watching some YouTube videos about praying in tongues. And uh, it was really fascinating to me. And so I tried to speak in tongues myself uh, by going to the bathroom and praying. And I remember the first time nothing happened. uh, But I watched a few more videos. And the second time I went to my bathroom, uh, I remember I was praying in English, And all of a sudden, this gibberish started flowing out of my mouth. And I knew, oh, wow, this must be praying in tongues. But I still didn't really have a lot of context or understanding about tongues or praying in tongues, spiritual gifts, all of that. So I began to really just ask God to put people in my life that would be able to teach me about uh, spiritual gifts. And he really answered those prayers because that summer, as I was doing summer school, there was a young man who was a senior at UNC, and he was part of a ministry where they dived into speaking in tongues and spiritual gifts and really mentored students in terms of how to really use the gifts for the glory of God. And we were able to connect on a bus ride to campus. And he basically just spoke with me and asked if I had been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it was a fascinating question to me. My response is very similar to how the disciples of John responded to Paul in Acts 19, where they basically said that they hadn't heard of uh, such a thing. This young man, he basically took me to campus and just asked if he could just sit with me and walk me through the scriptures. And he basically talked to me about the baptism of Holy Spirit and walked me through the book of Acts, walked me through the book of Corinthians, and uh, really just gave me a biblical understanding for what I had just previously experienced. And then uh, he took me to a church prayer meeting where everyone in the room was divided up into groups, praying in tongues and prophesying. And so really that began my journey of diving a little bit deeper into the gifts and learning how to utilize them uh, for spiritual growth. Yeah, it was a really amazing time and uh, really thankful for just how God brought me on that journey.
0: What a great story. And your hunger for the things of the Spirit, you chasing after more, even the things that were unknown is probably what opened up the doors to you receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. As believers, we have to welcome the Holy Spirit. So how has your life been forever changed because of Him?
1: Yeah, it's uh, changed drastically. In particular, uh, my prayer life and my communion with God has really shifted in the sense that I'm able to express at times through the Spirit and praying in tongues uh, certain things that normally I wouldn't have language or the emotional uh, capacity to express to God and uh, it's also allowed me to be more sensitive to the spirit when it comes to just having a knowing or intuition of what is God doing in a particular moment or even uh, being able to express prophecy really just communicating the heart and mind of God in a manner where sometimes uh, the prophetic revelation hasn't come yet but The prayer in tongues and the message in tongues will allow for prophetic expression to be released for either myself or others uh, within a corporate gathering to be able to take a moment just to hear God and interpret what the tongues message is about. But I would say personally, how it's really changed my life is uh, it's allowed me to really learn how to develop a prayer life where I can pray in any given moment, even if I don't have. Understanding for how to pray. I know the Spirit of God is praying through me, and that's really a blessing just to be able to allow for God to pray through us by His Spirit.
0: That's so true. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's not something that a believer should ignore like it doesn't exist. It's actually meant to be very essential to our prayer lives. You know, for one, tongues is a direct line talking to God, and it gives us access to the throne room. Also, when we're praying in tongues, we're prophesying God's ordained future and His plan for our lives. You know, we tend to be selfish by nature, but praying in the Spirit can eliminate selfishness in our prayer life. You know, for instance, if we pray a prayer out of our own mind and thinking, it may be unscriptural or self-centered, but when we pray in the Spirit, we are actually praying for God's will, not ours, and His perfect alignment for our lives. Romans 8 tells us, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in agreement with the will of God. Another powerful benefit to praying in the Spirit is its knowledge and counsel and secrets that are being withheld from the enemy. You know, when you pray in tongues, when you pray in an unknown language, the enemy can't interpret it. And it helps to cancel any assignments that he may have against us. There's really nothing like praying in the Spirit. It's such a powerful, a pure, direct connection to God.
1: Yeah, I love that. Even just how God communicates to us is by the Spirit. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, Paul says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. And so right there, even in that verse, Paul breaks down for us that we have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body. And I love to break down for people what our spirit is and and the functions of our spirit, because that's really how we commune with God is God is spirit, and When we get born again, we receive his spirit. And so our ability to relate to God happens first by spirit to spirit, and then our soul and body begin to catch up to understand what is happening in the spirit. But our spirit has three primary functions. It has intuition, which is basically like the part of our spirits that just knows something like I'm sure many of us listening on this podcast have probably been in situations where we just knew without a shadow of a doubt, like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Mm -hmm. And that really is, it's your knower, it's your intuition of your spirit. And then there's the communion part of our spirit, which is really the part of our, our spirit that allows us to really enjoy fellowship with God. So when we're able to receive his love, we're able to love him back. Really, it's communion, it's intimacy. And then our spirit also has a conscience, which allows us to determine what is right, what is wrong. It's the part of our spirit that gets convicted when we're about to do something that maybe God doesn't want us to step into. It's really helpful to have that breakdown so that we understand oh, God can speak to us by the spirit because he's created these functionalities within our spirit to be able to relate to him. And so when God speaks to us, he speaks to us by spirit and we encounter. God communicating to us by receiving revelation. And then over time, we have to by our minds interpret that understanding or revelation that's coming. It is a language by which Holy Spirit and our spirit are able to pray and really connect together. Right. There is the heavenly prayer language where basically we're just praying mysteries unto God where the will of God is being expressed. But then there's also natural languages that can come forth as well, where basically we might be somewhere and maybe we don't speak the language that uh, someone else is speaking. This happened to me when I was in college and was in a mission trip in Korea where one girl wanted to speak to our missions team and express herself and her appreciation for what we were doing ministry wise. But she didn't speak any English. Well, she had the gift of tongues and interpretation. Uh, where it wasn't just prophecy, but it was really speaking in a foreign language. And so she began to pray in tongues over our group, and she was hearing tongues, but our group was hearing English come out of her as she was uh, expressing herself.
0: Wow. That takes me back to Acts 2, you know, one of the most well-known passages in the Bible when it comes to speaking in tongues. Yeah. For those of you that don't know this true story, I'll tell you, you know, the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered together in confusion, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? We are hearing people from every tribe declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like today? You know, people mock the things of God that they don't understand. But that doesn't make it any less powerful or true. So as people were mocking them, Peter stood up with all of the disciples. And he raised his voice. He addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. God says that he will pour out his spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. On both men and women, I will pour out my spirit. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, And then there's also the ability when we're praying in tongues to give a message, for example, in a corporate gathering or a church service and someone comes along and is able to really uh, be able to just interpret.
0: Right. Which is a word of knowledge.
1: Right. Gain the understanding of what is being expressed in the heart of that message so that it can be communicated in an intelligible manner for other people to understand. But tongues is a, it's a really powerful gift and uh, has a lot of benefits, just some of the benefits that you uh, shared, like uh, we're able to basically pray uh, within the, the counsel of God where that counsel is withheld from the enemy. It's powerful for intercession in various situations. Tongues is also another way to praise God. So sometimes we might be worshiping and uh, our heart might be bubbling up with affection and devotion towards God. And maybe we don't have the language for it. But in 1 Corinthians 14, verses 16 through 18, Paul says, if you are praising God with your spirits, you may be giving thanks well enough. So it's a way where we're able to really to give thanks unto God.
0: That's so true. I pray in the spirit all the time when I'm worshiping. Yeah. It just kind of flows out of me.
1: So the way that I describe tongues as it's a heavenly or angelic language. And many times it's used for prayer. Intellectually, we may not understand what's happening, but this unintelligible language is really a way for the Spirit to express itself to God. And uh, other times it can be an ethnic language that uh, we've never learned before. So it can be used for evangelistic and missional purposes. Um, And it's not contrived in the mind, but it's really the Holy Spirit giving utterance Through us. And as we begin to open our mouths and pray in tongues, then we're able to benefit from whatever is being prayed through us.
0: Yeah, that was a good breakdown. And you reminded me when you said, you know, it's a different people language that we might not understand, but it is spoken somewhere in the world. That reminds me of my own story in regards to speaking in tongues. For me, because I was raised in an environment where I saw my parents pray in the Spirit. And going to church, church folk would pray in the Spirit. So I wasn't skeptical about it, you know, wondering if it was real or, you know, mocking or any fear, any other reason like that. I remember when I was younger, though, just wanting it and desiring it and hearing other people around me being empowered by the gift of tongues. And so it was something that I also wanted. But I remember going to a camp when I was younger and getting prayed over so I would receive the gift of tongues. And it didn't happen for me. You know, words didn't just fall out of my mouth like I thought they would, you know? Right. And so I was just frustrated. Like, why isn't it not flowing naturally out of me? Even though I desire it, you know, I'm praying for it. I'm opening my mouth. Nothing would come out of me. Nothing was on my lips. But I remember God telling me in that time, you know, release your tongue. Give me control of your tongue. Don't hold back. (laughs) Won't that preach, right? (laughs) And that's a whole nother message. The amazing things God will do when we give Him our tongue, when we give Him our mouth, right?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So I believe that a lot of people, you know, even Christians, you know, even the ones that desire the gift of tongues, the reason why they can't, you know, physically come into utterance of it is because they haven't fully surrendered their entire tongue. And their mind is, you know, kind of clogged up from, you know, maybe all the lies from the enemy things they've been told, how they were raised, which paralyzes us and prevents us from really living in that freedom. But when someone really wants something, they go after it. Like in your case, Michael, where you went on YouTube, right? Right. You know, you could have thought that that was foolish, you know, going on YouTube and then going into the bathroom and then doing, you know, what they call kind of making something up. But you did that because you really desired it. You craved it. And so I think a lot of times, you know, believers that are actually curious about, you know, speaking in tongues, they just don't know the practical steps to take. And I think a lot of times what's preventing them is, you know, opening their mouth and just doing it, stepping out into the unknown. You know, when God tells us that speaking in tongues is a heavenly language, it's a mystery then we can't expect it to look logical or earthly, right? Right. So we have to understand that, of course, it's not going to be something that we're familiar with. And that's why I believe it's so much more powerful than just praying in English. So for me, that was the case. You know, I believe at that time that I wanted to speak in tongues and I couldn't is because I wasn't releasing. I wasn't giving God complete control of my tongue. So it prevented me and it held me back. You have to step out into the unknown, welcome the Holy Spirit, and allow Him to speak through you as He wishes. So yeah, that's what I had to do. I had to surrender my tongue. I had to allow Him to take over, no matter how weird it looked, no matter how strange it sounded. And that's when I first uttered in my heavenly language. But even then, I remember when I got prayed for and I received the gift of tongues, The way that I sounded, you know, my prayer language to me was not eloquent. I would hear other people in their prayer language, and it just sounded so pretty, you know, like it was in French or Italian or something. I don't know. But now I understand they were probably just more developed in their gift, and I was just becoming familiar with it all. It sounded like, you know, clucking sometimes. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. It was just so limited and it was just like two words that would just be so repetitive. So I wasn't even really that sure if I had the gift because, you know, there just wasn't that much to it. Yeah, so during that time, you know, because I doubted that I even had the gift of tongues, I just put it on the shelf and didn't use it for years. And also at that time, I was still growing in my knowledge of God and my walk with God. But that all changed when I went to a conference one time and I was carpooling with four women. And I remember one of the ladies in the car telling us, you know, God has told me that I'm supposed to tell somebody at this conference that they don't think that they have the gift of tongues, but they actually do. And it totally didn't sink in that that could be me. You know, I was just like, oh, good for that person. You know, they're going to get a good word. And then once we got to the church and we were standing in line because, you know, with conferences, how you're standing in line to get in. This was hours later. I totally forgot what she said about telling somebody that they have the gift of tongues. I think I just started sharing my story how I didn't think I had the gift of tongues and that, you know, I was just joking about it, making fun of it, kind of like my language and how it sounded. She turned around suddenly and she said, You're the one that God wants me to talk to. You don't think that you have the gift of tongues, but you do. And you need to start stepping out and walking into it because it's powerful. She said, There are people from every tribe in every language because it doesn't matter how odd or how limited it might sound. You know, there's people in Africa, there's pygmies living in huts and they're speaking that language. So your prayer language is just as powerful and it's no less than anybody else's. I remember being shook in that moment like, wow, okay. And she basically was telling me, don't hesitate any longer. So I would say that it was then that I started to embrace it. And actually, now my prayer language sounds a little bit different. You know, I see speaking in tongues like exercise. The more that you use it, the more that you speak it, the more you train that muscle, the more that it develops. And just like exercising, getting healthy, you know, the more you do it, the more you crave it, and the stronger you become. And really, you know, if I press in and pray in the Spirit, even no English, for like more than 10 minutes, it actually starts to sound different. It's like it advances. So yeah, that's kind of my story on speaking in tongues.
1: Yeah, that's an incredible testimony. As you were sharing that, what it made me think about is how there are times where maybe individuals have heard negative things about spiritual gifts or praying in tongues. Or maybe they've been taught uh, that spiritual gifts are not for today. And sometimes that can be the hang up for wanting to explore more. Uh, But I think the beauty of the gospel is that not only do we get to have eternal life in Christ, but also Jesus, when he paid the price for us on the cross, his desire was that we would be able to experience all of the benefits of the kingdom of God. And in Psalm 103, uh, the scripture says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And so our goal in walking with God isn't necessarily to hoard blessings just for ourselves, but in our walking uh, with God and growing in relationship with him and being witnesses for the gospel and all of that, there are blessings and benefits that God has uh, for us to experience and receive so that we might enter into different aspects of seeing who he is. And one of those is speaking in tongues. And so when we can see it from the scriptures, I think that can allow for us to begin to go on a journey of exploration to really find all that God has for us, because God is a father who wants to bless his children with incredible gifts.
0: Yeah, amen.
1: And uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says to pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts. And so we may at times have heard of stories where people misuse gifts or all of that. Uh, But on the flip side, there's always going to be people that uh, misuse things, but there's also the flip side of we can use them properly for the glory of God. And if we will allow for God to root us in his love, uh, that will allow for us to stay anchored in glorifying Him, and so God's desire is that we would pursue love, uh, because that really is the the summation of the law. Is really to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And in that context, Paul says earnestly, like really want it to desire spiritual gifts. And so, what I would say to anyone who maybe uh, lacks understanding or revelation or has been taught other things, I would say I encourage you to just go on a journey and, and dig into the scriptures and ask the Holy Spirit, is this something that I can experience? Uh, because if it is something that Jesus desires us to experience, uh, we should want the fullness of that. First Corinthians 14 verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. And Jude 20 and 21 says, but you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God. And so really one of the benefits of praying in tongues is that it's it can be considered like a tool in our personal devotion or walk with Christ, where it builds our faith up and it keeps us in the love of God so that we can be strong in Christ and then we can also build others up. Because when we edify ourselves or build ourselves up in faith, we're more of a benefit to those around us. It's just really encouraging. And, and so I just want to encourage people like it's a, it's a worthwhile gift to dig into. Um, and, and the Holy Spirit can really guide us and illuminate the scriptures in a manner where we get to really experience the blessings. You know, different teachings that people have experienced that have come against praying in tongues. Um, digging into the scriptures and asking God to show us the truth is super helpful. And then also just practicing the gift of repentance, just surrendering to, to Jesus and saying, okay, Jesus, this is what I was taught previously. If this is not in alignment with your word, would you help me to just surrender to you? Surrender the, the mindsets that I've held on to, surrender the teachings that I've been taught previously. And then we can ask God, God, would you fill me with your spirit? And would You?" lead me so that I could experience the gift of tongues and, and the fullness of all the other gifts that you want to bless me with. And when we earnestly seek him with our hearts, he's, he's so gracious. He'll take us on a journey and, and he'll release by his spirit at the right time. And then our part in it is just like with salvation, we have to believe by faith because our walk with God is by faith, receiving the gifts, uh, whether it's the gift of salvation or the gifts of the spirit we receive by faith. And so part of repentance and asking after that, we want to yield to God. And so sometimes the Holy Spirit will sovereignly fill our mouths and we'll begin to pray in tongues supernaturally. But like your testimony, Leah, you were encouraged like to pray in tongues. Yeah. Sometimes God's looking for us to partner with him by faith, where we open our mouths, we yield to him. And all of a sudden in an act of trust and surrender by faith, God will begin to utter his language through us as we begin to speak. And then once we receive the gift, we do want to exercise it. It's like a muscle where the more we utilize it, the more we gain understanding, authority, and the ease of praying in tongues comes about.
0: Yeah, just like anything else that you practice, it becomes second nature.
1: Yeah, and we're able to build ourselves up in faith, and it's, it's a really encouraging and edifying thing. And uh, one of the things that I've heard about tongues, and I believe it to be true, just having been praying in tongues now since 2008, is it's like a gateway to being able to see the, the other gifts really flow in our lives and the supernatural realm flow, uh, because we're, we're praying in the spirit and we're allowing for the mysteries of God to be uttered through us. But it's in that place of not understanding yet intellectually, but by the spirit, uh, that God's able to open up uh, just access to us to really walk in, in capacities and supernatural dimensions that normally we wouldn't uh, experience. And it all comes by faith working itself through love. One resource that I think is super helpful for anyone who wants to dive into this particular topic uh, is there's a book by Dr. Bishop Bill Hammond where he talks about 70 reasons for praying in tongues Um, And it's an incredible book that goes even deeper into the scriptures and and talks about, you know, the benefits of praying in tongues and how it really is used uh, for the glory of God.
0: Yeah. And it also really strengthens our inner man, you know, our spirit.
1: Right. Yeah. I just uh, hope that everyone who's listening is is able to be blessed to be able to experience uh, this gift and how it increases our ability to just grow in faith.
0: Amen. That was good. So I have a question for you. Do you believe that every Christian, every believer, should desire to speak in tongues? You know, there's saints that have been walking with God their whole life, and they don't pray in the Spirit. So how would you answer that?
1: Yeah, great question. I'll first start off by saying I don't believe that spiritual gifts equate to spiritual maturity, um, because I think sometimes that can be a hang-up for people. Really, the, the gifts of God— Are received as gifts. Uh, They come by the grace of God. And so whether someone is a child or someone who's been walking with God for for many years, uh, we can all experience the gifts of God because it's their gifts that are received by grace through faith. And so someone that speaks in tongues is not necessarily more mature uh, than someone else, because really the the character of Christ formed in us is uh, a work that happens by the Spirit of God. Uh, regardless of whether we walk in the gifts or not. Uh, but at the same time, the reason that I would encourage people to desire spiritual gifts is because uh, Paul says to pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts. And so there is a an exhortation for us as believers to desire them uh, because they are gifts that God wants to give us access to. And at the same time as well, I think we see even just in Paul's life, that he spoke to the Corinthian church, let them know that he prayed in tongues more than all of them.
0: (laughs) He was very humble.
1: (laughs) Very humble, but also honest um, in that there was probably a revelation that he tapped into in his journey with God that he understood there's benefits. um, And if there's benefits, we want to utilize those benefits for our faith walk. And when we look at the book of Acts, We see a lot of different scenarios where people receive the gift of tongues. And so what I would encourage people in is if they've been hurt or if they've uh, heard uh, just negative teachings about it would be to just ask God to uh, bring restoration or redemption from those particular times in the past. Because it's like for people that have been in church for a while, at some point or another, we're going to get hurt by the people in the church just because there's relational dynamics. Right. But at the end of the day, God loves his church, and he desires to come back for a pure and spotless bride. And so just because we get hurt, we don't want to allow for that hurt or offense to keep us from the blessings that would be experienced by church community and fellowship and being uh, in a place of community. Uh, And so how do we walk that out? We learn how to walk out what Jesus has made available to us through the cross. We learn how to forgive. We learn how to let go of offense and we learn how to bless those who have hurt us. Amen. I I encourage people with the gifts as well. It's it's the same uh, mindset where there's always gonna be negative things that maybe we experience or see, but also there's godly things that we get to benefit from. And so if we can ask the Holy Spirit, would you help me to uh, get healed from past hurts or freed from past teachings that taught against this? I want to be able to, Holy Spirit, dive in by being led by you and being led by truth.
0: That's so true. And even in addition to that, you know, some people might not have past hurt or anything like that, but they might just have doubt or they might have fear of the unknown, right? Or in my case, not completely surrendering my tongue to God, wanting to be in control. Because, you know, when you're speaking in tongues, you don't really have any control. The Holy Spirit takes over whatever comes out of your mouth. So you have to have that surrender. That's why I love what happened with you, Michael, because you weren't even a Christian. You weren't raised in a Christian home. But as soon as you got saved, you started just to dig in and you started to chase the gifts of the Spirit. You desired it and you were asking God for it, You know, asking Him to infill you with the Holy Spirit, no matter how it sounded, no matter what it looked like. So I think that when we get to the point where we just want all there is We're just completely hungry and we want all that God has to offer. Then we're willing to look, you know, a little foolish for the sake of it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree. There can be a lot of different reasons. The enemy might plant seeds of doubt for sure, unbelief. And the the beauty is whether it's past hurt, unbelief, doubt, fear, uh, just not knowing, we can trust the Holy Spirit uh, because. First John, John writes about how the Holy Spirit His anointing is able to lead us and guide us into all truth.
0: For sure. We can definitely trust the Holy Spirit.
1: And if we want to uh, surrender our hearts and lives to Jesus and allow him to lead us, he'll guide us even in these areas where, where we're maybe afraid or skeptical. And and the beauty is that over time as we seek him, uh, he will definitely respond and give us faith for these particular areas. And so, yeah, my encouragement definitely is to, to seek God and to ask Him to illuminate the scriptures and to talk to people who have experienced uh, the gift of tongues and, and learn from some of the testimonies where uh, people have benefited from it for the glory of Jesus, uh, because testimonies can really allow for our faith to grow. And so, it's a, it's a real blessing. And, and so, I, I believe it's available for anyone that uh, desires it and uh, wants to seek after Jesus, uh, because it's a gift that He wants to bless us with so that we might be able to commune with Him in a a dimension that uh, we wouldn't be able to without the gift.
0: And did you know that God actually commands us to pray in tongues? Yeah. I actually did not know that until recently when I was studying 1 Corinthians 14 that tells us Be eager to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in tongues. I knew that we should desire the gifts. I know it's powerful. I know it strengthens our inner man. And things actually shift in the natural when we speak in tongues. And I have stories on that. But I didn't know that it was actually a commandment from God. You know, He tells us, don't forbid it.
1: Right. Yeah. The reason that there can be doubt or fear at times or. Uh, misconceptions are hurt is because the enemy understands how powerful of a gift it is. Right. Paul commanded the church in uh, Corinth to not forbid it because it's it's a benefit. It's a blessing. You know, just like any other gift that God wants to bestow on us. Um, if we have it, we want to be able to use it in the context of freedom and liberty and not be shut down where we would miss out on what God has for
0: us. Take it from us, friends. Once you've experienced the Holy Spirit, the powerful, life-changing presence of the Holy Spirit, there's no going back to ordinary, dry religion.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So I just went to something recently that I've never been to before. I had a friend invite me to what was a Holy Spirit boot camp. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) That can mean a lot of things, you know? (laughs) (laughs) She was telling me that they do this once a month. A bunch of us were going to gather at her church, and we're just going to pray in the Spirit. We're going to pray in tongues for four hours straight. Right away, I thought to myself, I probably can't do four hours, but I really wanted to go because I wanted breakthrough. I wanted to press in and do something I've never done before. So I was up for going. But you know, I brought a journal. I brought a book. I brought my AirPods to listen to worship, you know, because I just thought I'm not gonna really probably do four hours, maybe one or two. So I thought I can fill in the gaps with these other things, right? But I'm telling you, Michael, when I got there, I just started praying in the spirit. I didn't go to socialize. I didn't go to talk to anyone. I took one bathroom break and I just prayed in the spirit and somehow like I prayed four hours, like time flew by And I didn't even know what time it was. You know, it was just so powerful. The Holy Spirit just really empowered me that day. And all of us that day just had an amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit. I know for me, it was like a haze was lifted off of me. You know, a haze that we all carry just from the things of this world, disappointments, you know, people, just the world, even in our subconscious that we maybe don't even realize the ways of the world kind of hit us and affect us, right? But I just saw so clearly, I felt so much peace. I mean, it was just amazing, supernatural. In addition, as I was pressing in, I actually felt a shift in my own personal you know, circumstances. Like God was doing something powerful behind the scenes. I might not know what it is right now, but things were shifting on my behalf in the natural. But I felt a spiritual shift happen as I didn't give up and I continued to press in at this Holy Spirit boot camp. So I just encourage believers, you know, there's more, there's more. And to crave the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to desire, you know, speaking in tongues, tongues of fire, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, your heavenly language. There are many ways to say it, but really there are so many benefits to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm not someone that believes that you're not a Christian if you don't have the gift of tongues, but I do believe that you will walk in so much more freedom if you allow the Holy Spirit to empower you by communicating in your heavenly language. Once you have experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the accompanying evidence of speaking in tongues, you really want others to experience it as well. I'm not saying that people who speak in tongues are more spiritual or more devoted. We're not making this claim at all. There are plenty of wonderful Christians who are very devoted to Jesus who have never spoken in tongues. I have friends that don't speak in tongues, but I can't imagine any Christian not wanting everything that God might have for them. What's your take on this, Michael?
1: Yeah, I would say that Jesus uh, came to give life and life abundant, and in John, uh, I believe it's chapter 7. There's a scripture verse that talks about how out of our innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And so it's really, it's a benefit for us to be able to experience the life of God in us flowing through us. And so when we pray in tongues, one of the ways in which we can think about Holy Spirit flowing is like a river out of us. And so just like you were describing where you and your friends at this boot camp were praying for four hours in tongues, Really, what happens is the life of God begins to uh, flow out of us, and where we get tainted on a daily basis, sometimes by the ways of the world. And just the ways of the world, even if we're not intentionally doing anything to sin, but just the the ways of the world can affect us. But when we're in a, a consecrated time of just really praying in the spirit and going after God, his life begins to flow through us, and we begin to be more aware of the realm of heaven in our midst. And uh, praying in tongues allows us that access. It's really a desire of God that we would be able to have the river of God flowing through us uh, because it it really is life-giving, life-sustaining. And it reminded me of when I was a college student and my friends and I, we would get together on Friday nights to pray in tongues for four to six hours. And we would go, sometimes evangelizing, and we would see God supernaturally touch people in a manner that was very different than if we had just gone out and evangelized uh, without having prayed in the Spirit for so long. And it's because our sensitivity to God, uh, our faith level, our ability to know by the Spirit what is happening in the spiritual realm begins to be open more to us. We begin to be more aware. Right. And so I would say to anyone who hasn't experienced the blessing of praying in tongues, uh, to really ask, seek, and knock, uh, and to know that you can trust God. You may not be fully aware of, of what is happening when you're seeking, but if we if we stand on the word of God and if we are led by his spirit, we can't go wrong. Amen. And uh, just like in my journey, God placed the right people around me so that I could benefit and learn uh, and grow. And uh, I believe it's available for anyone that desires. Just encourage people to really earnestly desire the gifts, just like Paul commands us, that we would pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts.
0: So good, friend. This has been such a deep message full of revelation and understanding. You know, there are some misconceptions. I think something that might hinder someone from speaking in tongues is just a lack of understanding about it and what it involves. You know, a lot of folks have the mistaken idea that if God wants them to speak in tongues, he's going to grab their tongue and their lips. And then all of a sudden, uncontrollably, they're going to be like a robot speaking in other tongues. But this is just not the case. People who speak in tongues realize that their free will decides when to speak in tongues and when to stop. And we're not able to come up with the utterance ourselves. That's the Holy Spirit's job, but you just have to cooperate. You have to utilize your vocal cords, your mouth, and your lips. So I have one final question before we end today. For those that are listening, that this may be new to them or they don't have the gift of tongues, but they desire the gift and they want to pray in their own heavenly language, share with us practical steps that they can take in order to receive the Holy Spirit's gift of speaking in tongues. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a great question. Uh, In terms of practical steps, I would say first pray and ask the Holy Spirit, would you allow for me to receive these gifts that you have? And in the place where maybe there's doubt, maybe there's hurt, maybe there's unbelief, just praying and asking God, would you heal my heart of the past? Would you uh, give me faith where I don't have belief right now? Would you remove doubt and allow me to trust and and really just begin to repent and renounce any of the past type of mindsets or teachings that might be affecting our current understanding as we press in. And then I think a practical way to walk it out as we pray is to really just yield ourselves to God and even asking for prayer. So like finding other people that believe in in praying in tongues and having them pray with you because we see scripturally... In the book of Acts, for example, in Acts 19, that when Paul laid hands on John's disciples, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and received the gift of tongues. And so sometimes it can be done by having the faith of those around you that are excited and hungry and want to stand with you. They can lay hands and and pray for you if you're by yourself. You know, practical tips can be just yielding, turning on worship music and allowing for just faith in the in your room or atmosphere to be cultivated and just wait on God. Uh, other uh, helpful steps would be just calling someone up to pray with you and not being discouraged if nothing happens right away, uh, because there are times where it happens immediately and other times we go on a journey. I know for myself, I went on a journey for about four months or so. I've known people that have sought the gift for several years and finally received it. Yeah, I would say like, don't give up, like keep pressing in. Then as you seek God, at some point, you'll watch in God's timing for this gift to be expressed. But when you begin to feel the bubbling up, uh, I would say, don't shut it down, but really open your mouth and allow for faith to be exercised and begin to speak and pray. And if you have received the gift of tongues, but maybe You haven't really utilized it. I would encourage you when you're reading scriptures and you're meditating on the word of God to pray in tongues while you're reading. And you'll begin to notice that the scriptures come alive or you begin to experience revelation uh, to a deeper uh, capacity. Make it a part of your daily devotions or even when you're uh, like in a group setting, uh, praying in in the spirit as you intercede for people, whether you can pray quietly uh, while you're in a group setting or If your group is more open, praying out loud in tongues and then watching and praying and asking, okay, God, what were you praying through me? And then you can begin to prophesy and even uh, flow in words of knowledge and minister to people out of that on a car ride or on a bus ride or just, you know, uh, as you're cooking, uh, going about your day, you can pray in tongues and, and just build that muscle. I would encourage you start if you're starting from being a beginner in terms of like you haven't really done it and it's hard for you at times, just set aside time, just pray five minutes a day and then increase to 10 minutes a day and then to 20 minutes. And, and before you know it, there's going to be grace to be able to just pray uh, for as much as you need to by the spirit of God, because it really is a muscle that the more you work it, the, the easier it is to flow in the spirit of God. Uh, but that's what I would say uh, to encourage people with practical steps for either receiving or exercising the gift of praying in tongues.
0: Yes, that was fire. Okay, friend, it's really been amazing having you share today. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, uh, well, first, I, I just want to thank you for having me on the podcast. It's been a blessing. I just want to take time to pray for anyone who's listening
0: Well, you actually just beat me to it because that's my thing, asking my guests to pray us out.
1: And well, let's pray together. Uh, Father, we just thank you for just the joy of being able to uh, worship you and exalt you. And uh, we want to say thank you first and foremost for the love that is within your heart, that you would extend salvation to anyone who believes in you. And we thank you for the power of the gospel.
0: Yes, Jesus.
1: And we just want to declare right now that if anyone is listening and they haven't experienced the gospel, that they would be able to hear the good news of Jesus and experience salvation. That when we were separated from Jesus Christ, Jesus lived the life that we couldn't live. And he went to the cross and took upon himself the punishment that we should receive by shedding his blood, and three days after he was crucified, was raised again, from death to life, it's through you, Jesus, that we are able to overcome hell and death and the grave. And so we just pray that if anyone's listening and they haven't received Jesus, that today would be the day of salvation, where they would be able to know that uh, they can be forgiven of their sins, they can be set free from their past and restored to a loving relationship with you. And right now, I just pray for anyone who desires the gift of tongues, God, that you would just release that gift, that you would baptize people in your spirit. I pray that you would heal people of different hurts of their past, that you would just remove doubt and unbelief and cause for faith and trust to arise in you. And that you would cause for people that have uh, experienced the gift, but maybe have not been able to learn how to exercise it. I pray that Uh, There would be grace over the next few days or weeks to be able to just practice praying in tongues on a daily basis and growing and, and seeing the benefit of communing with you through the Spirit. And we just pray that God, you would just bless everyone who's hearing this, that many people would experience salvation and the blessings of the gift of tongues and be able to be built up in faith that we might be able to build others up, all for the glory of Jesus. And so we just say, Thank you, Jesus that you are a good father and that you are one who wants us to earnestly desire spiritual gifts as we pursue love. And we bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you so much. Love you, friend.
1: Awesome. Love you too.
0: Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at the Lens of Faith. Subscribe to the Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon.